Does raising rich kids affect who they are as adults? I don't know. I think so, but I don't know to what extent. And that's what I want to talk about in this series. As a first generation millionaire, um, my husband and I are raising rich kids. There's a lot of entrepreneur friends that we have that are also raising rich kids. The reason why I want to bring light to this series is because um, I did a video, a short video about it, maybe, I don't know, two weeks ago. And since then, my mind has been going, going, going on it. And then I was on a podcast last week, David Chan's podcast, and it came up in conversation of what it looks like to raise rich kids. And me and the other person in the room that, um, that was, it was actually, it was Terica Lynn Smith that during the episode, we kind of talked for, you know, a good 10 minutes about what that looks like. Her son was actually there, her son and her nephew, which I think were like 19 and 20. We talked about them. And then we talked about my two boys. I mean, our daughter is 31. She's been a full-time entrepreneur for seven years. Um, so she was kind of in the in-between when we were up on our grind, but our boys are 14 and 16. So all they've known, all they've been exposed to is full-time nanny, housekeeper that, that cleans their room every day, cooks, washes their clothes, um, and th these types of things. And then like with Terica, she was saying, just an example, she was saying like her, her son is 19. He he has the option. He has a job, but he has the option to work if he wants to or whatever. The thing is, with all of us, since for the ones that I know that I'm surrounded by, behind, by around entrepreneurs, is being first generation, you know, millionaires and multimillionaires, we don't have an example of what that could look like and should look like with raising them to not have to struggle and not have to want and not have to get, you know, new sneakers once a year. And just as an example, stuff like that, raising them in that way, but also being consciously aware that um, they're going to grow up to be somebody's husband. <laughs> and so they need to have some sort of I don't even know what the word is in real life, but I know that there needs to be conversation around this, like, you know, discussion about the importance of still instilling certain values in our children, regardless of their wealthy financial background, you know, and just, I just, in this series, I want to explore the impact that that is, it has that we don't really know. I mean, we can look at others, you know what I mean by others and whatnot. But I think it's the, it's different for it's different for for our our community. Like what is I guess the happy medium in not not wanting your kids to struggle and them being able to grind if they have to, if they've never seen grind, like my boys don't cut, they've never had to cut grass. They've never had to do all the things that people 
did when we were growing up. What does that look like five and 10 years from now when all of these first generation entrepreneurs have kids that are now adults? What is that going to look like? Are we doing them a disservice? I don't know. What do you guys think? I want to I want to bring conversation around this. You know, you can you can comment below. What what does that look like for the long term for them? Is it doing them a disservice or not? Half of the reason why we and other parents go so far is so their children won't have to uh, you know, have the life that we had and not having enough of certain things. But what is the balance is the question. What is the balance? So that's what I wanna talk about in this series. Um, we'll talk about also like the financial literacy, like what do they need? What else is on my list? The role and the privilege um, the role of privilege and responsibility with that. We'll talk about balancing wealth and humility. Y'all, this is a seven, seven part series. Fifth part, we'll talk about philanthropy and giving back. What does that look like? Uh, and then we'll talk about preparing for the future, how to prepare them for the future. And I jotted down that I want, I would want to do some case studies of success stories, but thinking out loud now, we don't we wouldn't have any real case studies because the group that I'm talking about is is first generation millionaires whose children would have not grown up in, enough yet to have that the reality of what that looks like. Well, most of them would not have. Now for our daughter who is 31, like I said, she has been a full-time entrepreneur for 7 years. Um, she, but she does have a different grind than our boys have because we were on the come up when she was coming up. I also remember, uh, when she worked at, at Coles, like three miles from our house and she would ride her bike three miles every day and go there and get it every day. They don't necessarily have that grind. They would feel like they're being punished, so to speak. You know, I don't want to make it seem like my kids are, are lazy. They're not lazy. They're just privileged, which is one of the things that we need to talk about in these series, a series. So as we get into the series over the next seven days, I want you to post your comments below this video. Give me your thoughts about what insights you would like for me to bring around this so that we can we can chat about it and see what what should we should be doing? Because I don't have the answers. I'm put, bringing conversation around it. What we should be doing about raising rich kids. All right, y'all. Be sure to subscribe. I'll see you in part two.